And so this new uh, series is going to be called, Who is Jesus? Everybody say, Who is Jesus? <laughs> Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? <laughs> Jesus is right there. <laughs> Not that Jesus, no. But this series has been uh, by me, my wife, some leaders. It's been prayed over, debated, questioned, finally decided upon over the last couple of weeks. But here's the kicker. This is why, this is why it, it was prayed a lot about. This is why it was um, questioned a little bit. And this is why it's, it's, it's tough to swallow. Because here's the kicker. This series is going to be 16 weeks long. <laughs> Okay, so this is the longest series we've ever done in Echo Youth, but I think it's important. And we're going to break it up so it won't feel like that. It, we're going to do three weeks and then small group and then three weeks in small group. Uh, so really, I'm only preaching 12 messages, and, uh, and we'll be talking and hanging out for four of them. Uh, but here's, here's the thing. Um, this is why we're doing it. If we as Echo Youth pastors and leaders wish for you to be independent and passionate Christ followers, we ought to make sure that you know who Jesus Christ is first. Amen? So if I, if I want you to follow Jesus with everything inside of you, I better make sure that you know who Jesus is so you're not following blindly someone that you don't understand, right? And so spending the next 16 weeks or four months on the topic of Jesus, I believe will be life-changing for you because Jesus is the one that um, saves you and will uh, change your life and has, for a lot of you, already saved you. And I just think it's going to be good to learn more about Jesus. And I think we're all going to learn. I'm going to learn. And um, if you will commit the next 16 weeks to be in here every single week, I believe your life will be changed. Amen? So this first part, which will be three weeks and then a small group, this first part is called Jesus is God. So the, the, the question of the series is who is Jesus? And we're answering that question with this answer right here for the next three weeks. That Jesus is God. Everybody say that. Jesus is God. We know of God the Father, God the Son, who's Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. A few months back, uh, I preached a message on the name of God, which is Yahweh. Who was here for that when I preached about Yahweh? Yeah. <laughs> Yahweh. Uh, and we came to the conclusion, through that message, we came to the conclusion that Jesus is Yahweh in human form. That's where, that's where we came from there. So there's been this stigma that the God of the Old Testament is different from Jesus, but he's really not. They're the same God, just in different forms. They're both God, part of the Trinity, three in one. So there's this thing called the Trinity that, that is, that's compiled of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So it's three in one. All of them are God in three different manifestations or personifications, whatever you want to say. So describe, here's, we're going to be, we're going to be doing a little bit of teaching during this series, but it's okay. Will you, will you tag along with me and then. And then maybe we'll play a game at the end so we get the Lucy's Gooseys going. But I wanted to get starting, started uh, so that we uh, get going with it. So here, describing the Trinity, uh, because you asked, is, uh, is kind of hard to do 
but here I'll give it my best effort. Okay, there's there's never really an example of the Trinity that's really good that does it justice. But, but here's here's probably the best one I've heard. Um, some people say it's like an apple. There's like the skin, the the juicy part. I don't know what that's called, and then the the core. But here here's here's what I think is is kind of the better one. Uh, I would say it's it's probably most closely related to water. So you know how water can be ice, and then it can be liquid, and then it can be gas or vapor or whatever you want to call it. So, so water can be in all three of those forms. Everybody learn that in school? Raise your hand if you learn that in school, okay? So gas, no, gas. Water can be all three of those things at different times. Like if you get one cup of water, you could freeze that cup of water, and then you could melt it, and then you could evaporate it, turn it into vapor. So, so God's kind of like that, except for he could be all three stages at once. Does that make sense a little bit? So imagine one cup of water can be also that same amount of water ice and also that same amount of water as vapor all at the same time. It would be really trippy, it would be really weird, but that's how God works. And that, like I said, it's not the perfect example, but that can maybe get your mind going in the right direction, okay? That, that it's all the same water. It's all the same God in three different forms. But unlike ice, God can be in those three different forms at the same time. We cool? Does that make sense? So God the Father always exists, God the Son always exists, and God the Holy Spirit always exists at all times, everywhere, but they're all God. Hopefully that wasn't too confusing. <laughs> so for this first week, so we're going to spend the next three weeks, just I'm going I'm to tell you, and we're going to figure out why Jesus is God. Because that's very important for us to, to understand that Jesus is God. Because a lot of people believe in Jesus. Not everybody believes that Jesus is God. There's, uh, there's other religions. Um, I think Islam and, and even, even um, Judaism and other religions believe in Jesus. But they just don't believe he was God. They believe he was a prophet. But, but, but Jesus was in fact God. And we're going to take the next three weeks to understand why. Is that cool? So for this first week, we're talking about names. Everybody say names. Names. That's the title of this message, names. Names. That's it, names. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with anything um, more impressive than that, but it's names, okay? So we talked about Yahweh and what it means. Yahweh means, does anybody know what Yahweh means? Anybody know what Yahweh means? What was it? Basically, I am that I am. Yes. Yahweh means I am that I am, which points to integrity. Meaning, an in integrity, you guys have been in school, the word integer comes from the same. Integer means a whole number, right? So integrity just means that you're the same person at all times. So God is saying I am that I am and that I always am and I'll always be. This is who I am. Cool? So that's what, that's what Yahweh means. So what does Jesus mean? And all the other names that he's called in the Bible. And why is it important that names have meaning? Let me give some examples. So Danielle and I, uh, my wife and I, we've been, we have this long list of names. An especially long list of names for boys. They come easier, I don't know why. And then a, and then a not so long list of names for girls, potentially, uh, that we compiled um, as well, when we found out she was pregnant and we started thinking about names, and, or we've been thinking about them for before that, but uh, we have this list of names, and they mean all sorts of different things, and, and some of them don't mean anything at all, uh, like 
Um, anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, but while we're looking up all these names, we go on the internet and see, oh, what are, what are different cute little baby names? And, oh, my gosh, that's cute. And that's like the thing. Everybody names their kids something. And you're like, wow, that's an adorable name. What happens if it's not? Like, what happens if you name your kid Ralph or something? You know what I mean? Like, is that is that bad? Or are you going to be like, oh, bummer, that's not really a cute name? Like, what if you name your baby girl Ethel or something? You know, it's like, anyways, so I don't know. But but think about it. In, in like, celebrity, in pop culture, we got some wild names for for. For the for the babies, we got Northwest, which is like the sister airline to Southwest, I think, or something. No, I'm just kidding. We got Northwest. We have Blue Ivy. These are all real names. There's one Apple. There's one Audio. There's a kid named Audio. There's Cricket. There's a kid named. There's a celebrity kid named Cricket. I didn't write down all these parent. I didn't write down the parents' names because I didn't want to put them on blast. But there's a kid named Puma, and there, there there's another kid named Racer, and there, there's a lot more. There 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 was actually quite a bit more. But Northwest, Blue Ivy, Apple, Audio, Cricket, Puma, Racer, the coldest to ever do it, um, Kool Aid. But while, while I read off all these names, you're probably thinking to yourself, just as I am, I wonder why they chose these names. <laughs> like if my last name was West, I don't know that I would purposely name my kid North. You know what I mean? Like that, I feel like that's kind of cruel. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Or East or South. Like if you have three kids, Northwest, Southwest, East-West. <laughs> that don't make sense. But... So Danielle and I, if you didn't know, we're naming our little boy Vincent Thomas Westerfield. After, the reason is, it's after Danielle's two grandpas, Vincent and Thomas, and then after my dad, Thomas, um, who's more famously known as Tom or PT, and my middle name is Thomas. So that's the reason Vincent also means conqueror, which is tough as nails, and then uh, Thomas means twin, so it's going to be a little mini-me, you know what I mean? Uh... So he's going to be dope. But I never thought to name my kid North or Blue Ivy or <laughs> Radio or, <laughs> right, or PTZ camera or Vizio or something. We did think about Netflix, but that didn't make the cut. I'm just kidding. So celebrities name their kids for all sorts of weird reasons, and we named ours after family members. But in Bible times, names had meaning. Did anybody know that in Bible times, names had meaning? So they weren't just names. They weren't just catchy things. They weren't just memes. They weren't just ways to make your kids' lives miserable. They were meaningful. They were descriptors. They were, in some ways, adjectives. So like... Like if I, which I'm not, but if I was like super, super strong, and well, I'm kind of strong, but if I was super, super strong and was like lifting all this crazy stuff, then, then my name in Bible times might just be strong. And then when I walked into a room, someone would be like, what, Brett, what, or <laughs> they wouldn't say Brett. They'd be like, what's your name? And I'd say, oh, my name is strong. And they'd be like, oh, you're strong. Or if I was a 
And this carried on for years and years and years. But let, let's, say, let's say if I was a stonemason, then my name might be Brett Mason. Does that make sense? So it carried on into those kind of times. But in the Bible times, the first name was very, very important because it meant something. And we don't really hear a whole lot of last names in the Bible. But um, usually your last name was like kind of from what region you were, you were from. But here's some examples from the Bible. Adam means from the dirt, or my favorite version of it, dirt boy. So, <laughs> it literally does. It just means, just means dirt boy, basically. So everyone named Adam, what's up, dirt boy? <laughs> All right, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, Abraham, Abraham means father of many. No, it does, because if you guys remember the story, he was named Abram, and then why did he name him Abraham? Because he gave him what? A son. And then he made him a promise, a covenant promise, that he would make him the father of many nations. So he named him what? Abraham, meaning father of many. If you remember Simon, the apostle, Jesus renamed Simon what? Peter. Peter means what? Rock. Peter means rock, something to, something to build upon, something to, of strength. I have no clue, but maybe, maybe, maybe it does. Simon might mean, mean little pebble, I don't know. But, but Peter means rock, so there's, there's a purpose for that. And then Jacob, everybody know Jacob? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was, Jacob was renamed what? Because, ja- no offense, but Jacob... The meaning of Jacob's kind of rough. It, it's it's like like mischievous, basically. Um, but okay, all right, all right, all right. Pay attention. Back up here. Back up here. So Jacob took a moment, and he was in the Bible. He was literally wrestling with an angel or uh, with God, however you interpret that. And so Jacob's name was changed to Israel, which means wrestles with God. So names in Bible times, they sound really cool to us, like Israel, Jacob, Abraham, Moses, right? But most, like some dude was walking up to people and they're like, what's your name? And I'm wrestles with God. Oh, nice to meet you, wrestles with God, you know. I'm Rock. Nice to meet you, Rock. Nice to meet you, Dwayne, you know what I mean? So it's like they had meaning. So the purpose of talking about the names of Jesus is to actually find out who he is. Does that make sense? Because to find out who Peter was, we just have to find the definition of his name. To find out who Abraham was, we find out the definition of To find out who Israel was, formerly known as Jacob, we look at maybe both of the names. He used to be mischievous, and now he wrestles with God. Does that make sense? And so to find out who Jesus is, we look at his name. Just how we did a while back when we look at Yahweh, we figure out what his name means. We figure out who he is. And it's not just what he's called, but who he is. So here's a list of the many names of Jesus. I'm, I'm not going to describe all of these, but I want you to know all of them. And then we'll land on a few at the end. So there's obviously Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. There's Yeshua. There's Emmanuel. There's Christ. Messiah. Son of God. Son of man. Lamb of God. Alpha and Omega. That's tough. King of the Jews, 
wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the Bread of Life, the Redeemer, and the Living Stone. So Jesus was the original Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The Living Stone. All, those are all important names and all for different reasons. And if you're wondering what the importance of them are, um, you can read scriptures about them, look them up on Google, or just come ask me and I'll tell you what they're about. But we're going to land on four. And so the first one we want to land on is Yeshua. Everybody say Yeshua. You're like, that sounds kind of like Joshua. So Yeshua was the name Jesus would have been known by in his time. So Yeshua, like if, when Jesus lived on earth and he introduced himself to people, he would say, hello, my name is Yeshua. Does that make sense? This, that's, this is Jesus' name, Yeshua. That was his name. It's a Hebrew name. Um, just like you know me as Brett, you would know Jesus as Yeshua back in that, in that time. And so Yeshua is Hebrew for salvation. Everybody say salvation. It's a version uh, of Joshua. Um, obviously, Yeshua, Joshua. Um, transla- Yeshua translated to Greek, so kind of the Greek version. Um, you know how like in Spanish it's Jesus and in English it's Jesus. So in Hebrew it was Yeshua and in Greek it was Jesus. Jesus, which is where we get our English version of Jesus. Does that make sense? So, so it's the same name. It's just translated in different languages. So Yeshua to Jesus to Jesus and Jesus and all the other ones. So the first thing we can learn about Jesus from his name, Yeshua, is that he is our Savior. He's our salvation Yeshua literally means salvation. And this is the crazy part to me. This is the name that Jesus walked around with for his entire life. Jesus was introducing himself to people every single day as salvation. And they didn't know that he literally would be their salvation. Isn't that kind of crazy? Jesus walked around, hey, I'm salvation. Oh, great. That's awesome. Welcome, Yeshua. <laughs> you know? and, and, and at that time, they're probably, they're probably uh, very used to the name Yeshua because it's, it's, it's kind of like Joshua. It's, it's uh, essentially the same name. And so the, it's kind of a, a common name. And, but, but Jesus is going around, ironically, introducing himself to everybody as salvation, and they don't know that he will actually die on the cross one day for their sins. That's powerful to me. So here's the question. What is, what is Jesus saving you from? If Jesus' name is salvation, if he's supposed to be saving me from something, what is Jesus saving me from? And many people will think, oh, Jesus is saving me from the devil. Jesus, a lot of people wrongly think Jesus is saving me from the God of the Old Testament and his wrath. But what Jesus is actually saving you from is you. Born into a fallen world as a human, you can't help but screw it all up. <laughs> you can't. Who's ever made a mistake before? Raise your hand if you've ever made a mistake. Who's ever done something? You're like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. That was so dumb. I cut my finger open the other day. Uh, it was pretty bad, actually, but we're good now. I cried it out, so we're fine. Uh, just kidding. We were camping, and I opened a can 
of an unknown substance. I won't tell you what it is um, so that you don't judge me. No, I'm just kidding. It's chicken spread, but whatever. So I opened up this can of chicken spread, and I was going to eat it because we're camping. And uh, so I was putting it on a sandwich, and it was it's like tuna. It's fine. It's good. And, uh, and so I was getting it out of the can, and I was using the cap as like a spoon. And then I, usually what I do is I bend the cap in like this, and so it'll scoop it out more. And, and I, but I had a sandwich in one hand, and I had the, the can on top, so I didn't really have two hands accessible. So I tried to use these two fingers to, to bend the can top in like this. And when I did that, I went, and the can was in my thumb like halfway through. And I was like, ah, and, ah. <laughs> and, then, and then just blood everywhere for a long time. And I stuck it in my mouth real quick because I didn't want to bleed over everything. And then, uh, and then we went up and surgical glued it, and it, was, it ended up being fine. And, um, but it's kind of crazy. So I screwed it up. It was dumb. When I did that, I thought to myself, why would I do that? Think, think to yourself, would you ever grab the top of a can, which is very, very sharp, with two fingers and try to bend it like this? That makes no sense. You wouldn't do that with a knife. Why would I do that with the top of a can? And so I thought to myself, I'm an idiot. I should never be responsible for anything, especially for, for a son. And, oh, no, what is Danielle going to do? Because I'm an idiot. Right? And so th- this is a funny story, but that's kind of like the story of our lives. Is we do dumb things and we think to ourselves, why on earth did I do that? And why do I always screw it up? And why do I always make mistakes? And why do I always do this and this and this and this and this? And you get in trouble and your parents are so mad and you're like, you know what? I know why you're mad because it was really dumb, but I just, in the moment, I didn't think. And that's like the worst answer you could tell your parents when they're like, why did you do that? I, don't, I wasn't thinking. Well, obviously, you know. But it, sometimes it's an honest answer. Like, I don't know why I did that. Do I know why I sliced my finger open on the can? No. It was really dumb. And so Jesus' purpose of salvation is to save you from you. Because in a fallen world where, where the, at the very beginning, Adam and Eve sinned when they shouldn't have, and now everything is in disarray, and, how, and it's not how it should be. And we are, we're born naturally in this fallen world where we sin naturally, and we do all these things, and, and it's terrible. And so we ourselves put, us on, put ourselves on a track to destruction and a track to... It, it, in, in ways, kill our own soul. And Jesus comes to save us from that because he's like, hey, I know it's hard and I know you screw up and it's okay because I love you and I, and I died on the cross for you. And so what Jesus does is, is he died to overcome sin and to give you a hope and a purpose and to break the back of the enemy. And, right? and when he died on the cross, he said, hey, you can take my name and God will know you by that. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that great? So, so Yeshua, Jesus, is salvation. Okay, let's move on to the next one. There's another one called Emmanuel. Anybody ever heard of the name Emmanuel? What does it mean? God with us. That's simple. The Bible says it. <laughs> it's found in Matthew 1.23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So first, Jesus is our salvation. He's our saving grace. Right, he, he, he saves us from ourselves and our own destructive behaviors. Who, who's ever heard someone say that? I just have self-destructing behaviors. Anybody ever heard anybody say that? Well, they're not wrong. <laughs> we, we all do in a certain way. So Jesus is our salvation, and through his name, we know that he's with us. But during his lifetime, he was physically with the world and his disciples. And after he died and rose again, he ascended into heaven and he left his Holy Spirit to be with us. So Jesus is our salvation and he is with us. 
So he saved us, and he stuck around. He's not like, like Batman, where, ba- you know, Batman rolls up, and he saves you, and then you look, and he's out the window, and you're like, oh, no, where'd he go? <laughs> or like Spider-Man, oh, thank you, Spider-Man, but Spider-Man's gone. Like, Jesus saved your life and stuck around to hang out. Think about that. Think about like a, like a superhero coming to save your life, saves your life, and then after that says, let's hang out. Let's be friends. Wouldn't that be crazy? That's what, exactly what Jesus does. Jesus comes to save you and then wants a personal relationship with you. So what should we take from his name, Emmanuel? That God is with you all the time, no matter what. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. He's always there. And we always need him. So it's fairly convenient. <laughs> who's ever heard, and I've probably said this to you, but who's ever heard someone say, like, God's always there when you need him the most? Anybody ever heard that? Raise your hand. That's why I changed that. I changed that in this because I almost wrote that. I almost wrote that God is with you no matter what. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. And he's always there when you need him the most. But I thought to myself, he's always there and I always need him. He's not just there when I need him the most. He's, he's also there when I think I need him the least. Is w- and that's probably when I need him the most. And so don't make the mistake of thinking that God is only there uh, for, for hard times. He's only there to bail you out. He's only there as like an ATM machine that you'll use when you run out of cash, right? He's there at all times, and you always need him. And so the relationship is, is purposeful. And so n- knowing that Jesus' name, he'll, he'll be called Emmanuel, is for the purpose of us knowing that God is with us. Amen? The next one, we're moving on, is Lamb of God. This one's powerful. I mean, all of them are powerful. Yeshua's salvation is powerful. Emmanuel's God's with us is powerful. Lamb of God. This name is found in John 1.29 when John the Baptist says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So this name is significant and prophetic. Who knows the story of Abraham? Raise your hand if you know the story of Abraham. Okay, so Abraham was this old dude. And his wife was named Sarah, and she was an old lady. <laughs> old dude, old lady, and they didn't have social security back then, so they probably were struggling. I'm just kidding. He, he, he was probably very wealthy. But So Abraham and Sarah, they wanted a son. They wanted a child. They, they, and, and they were about, I believe the, they were around the age of like a, 100 years old. They were old, real old. You're like, you're trying to have a kid at 100 years old? You just sign off. You just, you start, your will should have been written for 40 years already, right? And so, so, so they, in those times it was a little different. They lived longer, but, but they, wanted, they wanted a child. And so they were praying to God and asking God to give them a son. And, and they got impatient. And, and, so, and so Abraham had a son with a different woman. And, and his name was Ishmael. And that was outside of the will of God, um, obviously. And so then, um, then they give him and a son named Isaac. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Does that make sense? So Isaac. They gave Abraham a son, Isaac. And so they're so excited. God, you gave us a son that you always promised us. And Sarah's happy and Abraham's happy. And then God says, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. And not like hypothetically. <laughs> like he's not like just basically 
not like you, not like a baby dedication at church. It's not like, hey, we're we're giving this child to you. Like he's saying, and this is this is graphic. This is this is crazy. But God is saying, I want you to literally sacrifice to kill your son for me. And Abraham's like, like we all would be. What? But then at the end, he. And Abraham's crazy, probably a terrible father, because he says yes. <laughs> and so, just kidding. But he, he does say yes. I don't know how good of a father he was. But he says, yes, I'll, I'll sacrifice my son. I'm not, I, I'm not filled with that much faith. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the consequences would be, but no way. And so Abraham does it, and he, and he treks up the hill with Isaac to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham in his old age, Isaac not so much in his old age. And he lays him down, ties him up, and puts him on this altar, and, and he's got this knife, and right when he's like, ah, like this, it's like this dramatic scene. And right when he's about to kill him, there's a, a ram that's stuck in the thicket, a ram that's stuck in the bushes. And so Abraham takes the ram instead because God provided the ram, and Abraham takes, his, takes this ram and sacrifices the ram instead of Isaac. Isaac's sweating. He's like, whew, that was close. Love you, Dad. <laughs> you know, like, are we, we still going out for ice cream tomorrow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine how awkward that would be after, like, your dad tried to kill you. And you're like, hey, uh, you want to go to that football game next week again? And also, can we get seats away from each other? <laughs> but um, so, this, so this ram comes as a, as a replacement for Isaac. So Isaac was supposed to, so, so, so Abraham's beloved son, Isaac, was supposed to be sacrificed. And that was so painful, and then there was a, a ram that came to replace Isaac. You might be seeing where I'm going with this. Jesus is the ram. Or in this case, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Given up for us so that we don't have to face the punishment of our sins, we accept his forgiveness. So Jesus is the ram, but also in the story, Jesus is also Isaac, and God is Abraham, and they follow through with the whole thing. So it, it, it's supposed to paint a picture of, you know, John 3.16. Everybody know John 3.16? It's at the bottom of the cup, in and out, and, uh, and, and uh, unless they changed it, uh, but it's still there. John 3.16. Anybody know it? Anybody want to say John 3.16? Yes. Wait, come here. You got to say it in the mic because we're live. We're live. This is going on the podcast. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever follows him sh shall perish and have eternal life. Shall not perish, but yes, close. That's great. <laughs> whoever follows him shall die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was great. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave what? His one and only son. For Abraham so loved God that he was willing to give his only son, but then there was a replacement for it. God was so willing, so loved you that he was willing to give his only son, and there was no replacement for Jesus. He just had to follow through. With it. Jesus was the replacement for us. We were the ones who were supposed to be on the cross. We were the ones who were supposed to be punished for our sins, but because of Jesus, we don't have to be. Amen? And if we accept Jesus as Lord, if we believe in him, we shall not, what, perish and we'll have what? Eternal or everlasting life. So he takes away our sins, claiming them as his own so that we may be seen as the righteousness of Christ. And finally, the fourth one, 
This is the fourth name, the last one I'm going to talk. It's four names in one. You're like, wait, that's cheating. No, but it's all, it's all there in the same scripture, and it'll, it'll make sense. So we have wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. What's so funny? It do be long. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. This name or list of names is found in Isaiah 9, 6 when it says, For us, for to us a child is born, for to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Who's ever heard that scripture before? For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, right? It's a very Christmassy type scripture. But the names are powerful. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, the one who will make wise plans for you. Who's ever been counseled by anybody? You seek wise counsel, or you go to a counselor, or you go to, and what they do is they help you kind of change your thinking or change your plans in a certain direction. Like if you have an academic advisor or an academic counselor, they help you pick the right classes and so in college so that you get through it in the right way. And so the, the wonderful counselor is the one who will make wise plans for you. The wonderful counselor is the one who's, who's going to lead your, your steps. And mighty God, strong and powerful Lord of all, everlasting Father, a benevolent protector. And Prince of Peace, a ruler who will reign, whose reign will bring peace in our lives. So I know this was like, we just talked about all of Jesus' names. It was a lot. Name, 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 name. But here's the things that we need to know about Jesus. That Jesus is our salvation. Amen? He, he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father but through him. So, so if you want to be with God, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to do that, and that, that's what salvation is all about, but it's also not necessarily what this life is all about. There's so much more to this life than just trying to get to heaven. But that's a really, really great perk. And if you want to do that, all you have to do is believe in Jesus. And so Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is with us at all times. He's the greatest friend we could ever have, right? Jesus is, is, is the sacrifice for us. He, he's the one who took our place. When we were supposed to die and we were supposed to be punished, he took our place. It's like when you were a kid and you were going to get put in timeout or you are going to get spanked or whatever it was. And if someone ran in the room and said, don't worry, I'll do it instead, <laughs> right? As a kid, you'd be like, oh, my God. Gosh, thank you, you know. It's like the parent has the belt out and they're about to spank you. You're like, no, please. And some kid runs in, I'll do it instead. You're like, say less, dude. <laughs> you're like, later, thank you. But, but imagine, you're, you're supposed to be put on a cross. You're supposed to die this, this, this crazy, painful death. And Jesus runs up and says, no, I'll do it instead. And you're like, no, 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 Jesus, you don't, you don't have to. And he's like, yes, I'll do it instead. And, and, and. A lot of us in this room have said, okay, Jesus, I'll let you do that. And I'll follow you and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll be with you. But a lot of people in the world say, he didn't die for me. But he did. And because of that, he's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace. But to follow Jesus, we, we must know him. Amen? And that's the point of this. The, this message was kind of long, but the point, the point of it was that, that we need to know who Jesus is. And Jesus is our Savior, our close friend, our saving grace, our wisdom, our Lord, our Father, and our peacemaker. 
Not a pacemaker. A peacemaker. <laughs> Close. No, I'm just kidding. To know someone, I'll, I'll end with this. I'm basically done. But to know somebody, you have to know their name. Amen? And I used this example when I was talking about Yahweh, but if you came up to me and you said, um, hey, I, I, never, uh, I never met your wife. How long have you guys been married? And I said, oh, we've been married four years now. <laughs> Holler, last week. Um, but if you, said, if you said to me, hey, what's your wife's name? And I was like, you know what? We never really got around to that part. <laughs> I don't really know. You don't know your wife's name? No, I don't. I don't really, we never really got that far. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be weird? You'd be like, what? What's going on? Or like if you're like, hey, what's your dad's name? Uh, I don't know. I don't, really, I don't really know his name. Some kids are like that, though. He's just dad. <laughs> but, but in order to know somebody, we probably should start with their name and what it means. And so that's the purpose of tonight. And for, and for the reason of knowing Yeshua and Emmanuel and Lamb of God and Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, all those things. The reason is, is because if you know what those names mean, you'll know Jesus better. Amen? And, and, and the goal of this life, the goal for me, is to glorify God at all times. And, and I want to know Jesus better. Because if I know Jesus better, I'll be more like Jesus. And if I know Jesus better, I'll be better known by Jesus. Does that make sense? And so let's let's make it a uh, let's make a little pact, you know, that we'll that we'll we'll live this life chasing after Jesus, knowing who He is, Amen. And next week we're going to learn more about Jesus and why He's God. But those are the divine names of Jesus, and that's what He's all about. And Jesus loves you very much. So real quick, close your eyes, bow your heads. I'm done. But I I don't want to end this um, service without the opportunity for anyone in this room. Uh, to give their life over to Jesus. We talked about Jesus is your salvation and he's close and he's your friend and he's a wonderful counselor, mighty God, all those things. And if you were thinking to yourself, man, like I, I don't think I actually ever knew Jesus and I, I don't know that I have ever given my life to Jesus, but I think I want to because he's so good. And if that's you, would you just raise your hand really quick that, that you want to give your life over to Jesus? And if and if you're in this room, that'd be great. Just 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 raise your hand. If not, that's totally okay. I see the hand. I see a hand. If you want to give your life to Jesus, go ahead and raise it. Don't be shy because Jesus isn't shy about you. Amen, amen. Awesome, I see the hands. I see the hands. And if you're online, just raise your hand wherever you're at, just as a signal to God that you're doing it, or raise your heart or whatever you want to do. But um, everybody in the room, will you repeat this after me so that no one's feeling alone? And so if you raise your hand, repeat this prayer. And, and uh, But don't just repeat it to repeat it. The the the, the the way to heaven is not through a prayer. The way to heaven is through Jesus. Amen? And so let's repeat this after me. Jesus, I love you. I give you my life. I promise to follow you for all the days of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Strengthen me. Help me to be humble like you. Help me to love people like you do. And help me to be okay with being loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody give it up for everybody. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome.